0: (laughs) all right so uh welcome to the i won't say the first episode because this is not the first episode this is kind of a precursor prequel whatever you want to call it to we can call it a pilot you know for what could potentially be you know a, a tbfd gang podcast we don't even really know what the name of this is supposed to be so it's not something that we kind of have any expectations around you know kind of where this goes it's just something that you know we've had this idea in our mind for a really long time of something that we wanted to put together in this space as far as talking about our experiences out here on the water and you know going from you know the content that we already create through photo and video and you know potentially turning it into something that people can listen to as well um, so that's kind of where this whole entire piece comes from. Um, you know. I fish with you guys a lot, you know, we've, we've been on the water, you know, for me and Charlie have been on the water together for going on three years now, you know, Jacob, you know, me and you have been fishing for a good amount of time together, you know, been good friends, Rob, you know, you're new to the fold, but, um, you know, you, you fit right in with the group and things like that. And, um, you know, we kind of just want to, you know, sit down and have some conversations and talk about kind of our perspective on things that are happening in the fishing industry, where we think this space is going and, you know, kind of, you know, where we feel, um, what these things in the you know what type of impact you know these things in the industry make on you know the future of the sport so um you know charlie i know you had some some things that you wanted to kind of kick this off to start up you know talking about you know we're down here in florida you know the the third mecca of bass fishing and um you know there's a lot of conversations and talk about you know what florida fishing is like you know and it's like you know everybody has this idea and this mindset that florida is just oh my god the mecca of big bass which it, which in most cases it is like texas you know in california you know there are a lot of big fish that are here there are a lot of big fish that are caught here on a regular basis but you know we've been here for going on six days now and you know our experience has really been kind of null to all of that <laughs> so you know kind of what do you think about that you know what you know what was your expectation coming down here you know we drove 17 hours from texas to florida you know what was your expectation of coming down here for that
1: Yeah, absolutely yes when you think about expectation man we had it set high right and and that happens in fishing you set your expectations really high and when you do that if you've been angling long enough you know eh, probably shouldn't go that far you know, we're gonna get out here and smash them. You know, when we're saying stuff like that on the road trip out here, that shows where we've set our expectation. Fish catching gonna be happening, right? And so, you know, my expectations were high, and I think all of our expectations were high in some sense. I mean, we're coming out here to catch Florida bass. I mean, in Texas, we get Florida strain bass, but I wanted the Florida strain bass in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And so, and so we set it high, right? And, and again, that that idea that perception that florida is whatever we may say after that right when it comes to bass fishing comes from what's going on online what's coming out of videos what's coming out of influencers mouth whatever it might be right but the reality is it's the same as same as anywhere else you gotta get out there and fish you gotta get out there and find them you gotta get out there and do what you gotta do to find those fish get on that pattern and keep catching them and we have not found that yet not at all
0: man Uh, It's been an interesting, you know, take to this this whole entire thing. Because it's like you say, you know, to make a drive like that, you know, not only, you know, we're here just to fish, but, you know, we're here for a specific reason. But it's like, you know, how many opportunities do we get to come – to a Florida, you know, in the year and and actually come out here and put in work like this to put fish in the boat, you know. Rob, you used to live here in Florida, you know. You're actually from, you know, kind of this area of Central Florida as a whole, you know. So, you know, you coming into this is like, you know, your expectation is is kind of the same as ours, you know. It's like, what were you thinking when we pull into Florida, and it's like you get out on the water and like here we are, you know. What what is that? Go, what's going through your mind? I mean, we were
2: talking about it on the way up here, like our expectations were so high that we were talking about the actual video that we were going to get. Like we're going to get blow-ups out of the, like these blow-ups that are going to be amazing cinematic type shots. And like coming out here, that's our expectation. And I'm, I'm on the camera like, okay, here it comes, here it comes and cast after cast after cast after cast and nothing happens. I mean, it's, it's kind of, kind of disappointing. I yeah, mean, it, to, to be honest, but, I mean it's not stopping us from doing what we want to do Thousand um but like yeah from i I lived here i've never fished here and me fishing here and capturing like video of this for the first time here i mean yeah we caught that i caught that one bass on what was it saturday yeah
1: first day First first day basically
2: first florida bass i mean that took me on to a whole nother level and i'm like yo this this whole week is going to be amazing this yeah. is what this is what's going to be about and i mean our expectation was here reality <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> is like That's down that. here Yeah, man. so
2: i mean it's, it's different
0: it's really absolutely different. and jacob you were just down here fishing you know you were just here like what two months ago a month ago fishing for the kfl you know, coming, bassmaster yeah bassmaster so coming back here you know now you know Having something kind of dialed in and figured out when you were here before and then, you know, getting here and trying that all over again, and it's just not working. Like, what what are you thinking in this process?
3: So, I thought it was going to be the same thing, you know, submerged grass beds, working a jerk bait over the grass beds and, you know, following that same pattern. And these fish are – they're selfish here. They're not team players. I mean, I need one of them to take a bite for the team and get in the boat. I'm telling you, man. But I found, I found one dummy next to the dock. And saw that sink. I was like, ooh, look at that. But I took a bite out of it. But, no, my expectation is coming back to Florida from the stellar time we had on the Harris Channel Lakes. I mean, when me and Levis fished the Harris Chain or the Bassmaster event been on uh, Beauclair, uh, we probably each caught 15, 20 fish on tournament day. Yeah. And, you know, during pre-fish, we had a really successful pre-fish too. And then coming here to see this is just like – what on God's green earth is going on? Yeah,
0: man, it's definitely a, a, a kick in the teeth for sure. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's like, you know, the whole the quintessential piece of all of this is like the idea that we come to Florida and there's one specific fish that you can come and catch here in this yeah. state that, you know, you can only catch here in, in the Amazon, you know, South America. You can't catch it anywhere else. And that's a peacock bass. It's like, you know, that... That's a fish that's been on my bucket list since I can, can't can even remember, you know. I know that's a, a fish that's been on all of our bucket lists. And it's like we get, you know, all of these ideas and the, this, this mindset mentality. And, again, like you said, the, the words that come from people's mouths, the videos that we've watched and things like that. Are, oh, it's so easy to catch a peacock bass because they literally will eat anything. You know, you watch these videos, you see these guys out here on the water, you know. And it's like, man, we can go out there and we can do that. This is our opportunity to come to Florida and we can finally check this species off of our bucket list. So it's like, we travel three and a half hours, man. Three and a half hours to South Florida. You know, six hour, seven hour round trip. You know, we get up early, get all the boats and all the gear loaded up. We've got this idea in our mind that we're going to go down here to South Florida. You know, we're going to run down here south of Naples. There's canals everywhere. I've been talking to. Everybody out here. Man, I need some intel on South Florida. What's the deets? (laughs) Hook me up with the juice. Where are the peacock bass? You know, it's not about anything else. It's not about snook. It's not about tarpon. It's about this one Amazonian fish, the peacock bass that I want to catch. I want to hold this fish in my hands. Everybody's like, you need to go here, here, and here. We hit it. Make this rip. Get down there. Absolutely phenomenal looking place. I mean, just, it's Absolutely everything that you would think that what it would look like, you know, these big sprawling canals, trees all around. And it's like, boom, here it is. We're here. Let's go out here and see if we can find this fish. And it's like, we get on the water, we start moving around, and the fish is non existent. And then it's like, we make the cast, we find a couple, we see the fish, we see fish, we see fish, we're seeing them. And that's that's what makes it so much worse. Is just the fact that we see this fish. We're right here. We're this close to sealing the deal on this fish and we can't get this thing to eat, man.
1: No. No, I mean, not not just seeing the fish. We literally so there's a storm when we first get to the canal. I mean, we're in the middle of nowhere Everglades. Get to the canal, there's a storm. So we're 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 bank bank casting. You see some fish, we see some fish, but then a skiff comes off the water. What did he say? Let's talk about expectations. He comes off the water and says, we've been pulling up six pound peacocks all morning. Yeah, man. Bro told us where to go, gave us his bait off of his rod, everything. And so we waited for the storm to pass we now our expectation boom through the roots i mean i remember saying six pound peacock give me one exactly you know what i mean just give me one you know what i mean so we we wait for the storm to pass we waste more time doing that and then we set off to go down this canal and we look for what they're looking for I remember jacob you know he's saying why are we wasting our time even casting for these peacock that we see on the bank let's go find the thing they're talking about you know what I mean? And what do we do? We we make. I swear it was a forty minute. It might have been thirty minute. We make a long push to get to go find this little piece of stretch of canal where where they said they were loaded up. We find it, and here we are. We're staring at them. They're staring at us.
0: <laughs> definitely looking at us. They definitely saw us. And that that's the that's the part that's so wild is like they definitely saw us. And it's right. like you know to to be that close, you know to seeing this fish being right there in that fish's presence. It's like, man, you know, this is a fish that we see on TV. It's a fish we see on YouTube. It's like Mm -hmm. we've never been somewhere where we actually (laughs) physically see this fish. And it's like, this is the moment. You know, and then we make a million casts at these fish. We literally throw every bait (laughs) you can think of at this fish, man, to get this thing to eat. Swim baits, jigs, chatter baits. Pat, well, curly everything, tail curly tail worms, you mm. name it. And this, I mean, literally, when you're swimming a, a a bait and slamming it into the side of a fish's head, and they just absolutely, they just won't even eat it. They just, what is that? Oh, cool, and keep it rolling. Like it's like, dude, what are we doing wrong? Right. You know, it's like it's got to be us. And You know, and the thing is, is like it can't be us because, bro, we're seasoned anglers. You know, we are seasoned vets in this space. We know how to fish. You know, we know how so to we fish. Think, right? I guess, yeah, I guess so. We think, you know, so we think. It's like, bro. It's like, you know, sure, we could have, you know, went down to Miami and, you know, hopped in a pond somewhere. You know, went around, you know, urban fishing and probably caught a million in one of those fish. But you know that that wasn't what this trip was about for us. It's like, you know, we wanted to be out here in public water on the kayaks. You know running the canals, you know, looking for this fish in its natural habitat or semi-natural habitat outside of the Amazon, obviously. Right. But it's like, you know, we didn't want to go and shoot crabs in a barrel. You know, we yeah. wanted to go out here, put our skill set to the test and and put this fish in the boat the way that we know how to put fish in the boat. Yep. And it's like, it just didn't work, man. It just didn't agree with us.
1: Well, well Jacob, you you, you had uh, uh, the, the pleasure of actually getting into a pea. Why don't you tell us about, about how that happened?
3: Man, I, I was so pumped. I made this perfect skip. I mean, just right along the bank. It was perfect. It was perfect. And and it was gorgeous. And I'm like, God, I just made the perfect cast. And then as as I'm thinking it, I think you were pulling right up next to me. Uh Wham! And I set the hook. And my heart came up into my throat. And I start reeling in. And that sucker just (laughs) And then my heart (coughs) fell near my butthole. And I just kind of <laughs> sat there for a minute, and then I, I mean, I kept I kept skipping it right back up in there, right back up in there, and I just, and I could see the stupid fish like he was looking at it like, I'm not doing that again.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: But I mean, and I, I was I mean y'all y'all watched me over there when I was skipping underneath that. Pole. I watched I it,
0: mean, man. You made some banging skips underneath. I mean, that I point. was skipping under that it tree. It couldn't get any more perfect. And yeah. I'm
3: like, something's got to eat
0: this. The tree ate it. Yeah. Several of them. I mean, there's I
3: mean those those lures will live there, in for inf- in infamy. But it, it blew my mind that the the precision cast you're making. You know, I was watching you over there pitching. I mean, you're like literally throwing it right in front of the fish's mouth, and just you know, like a buffet of lures. Right. And they're just like, no. That, but you asked like what it felt like to hook into one. I mean, it was it was like instant fight. Right. It was just like bah, and I'm like, oh yeah, this is gonna be great. And then <laughs> fight's over. Right. Hey, Robin, you you're you're watching. Through the lens,
1: all this happened. I mean, you know, you're, I mean, we're, it's, it's, it's like you said earlier, even when we're fishing the chain, you're, you're watching the frog grow across the water, you're expecting the blow up to happen, which the, the grass here is phenomenal. You're expecting a a fish to just bust out of it, eat the frog, you know, and, but you're watching in, in clear water, the peacock bass have the lure land next to it through the lens, just like, please eat with nothing, man.
0: I mean, I'm
2: sitting there, I'm sitting there, I'm seeing Brandon just, toss in and out toss in and out keep going keep going and like we all have polarized glasses on so we can literally see the lure dropping and i'm as as you said charlie i'm waiting for i like okay here here's about to happen it's about to happen and the fish just like turns <laughs> and i'm frustrated i'm not even fishing i'm trying to film this because i'm waiting for that rod bend just to come down waiting for the fish to jump in the air like all these things that we're thinking about and been dreaming about like capturing and getting and i'm seeing brandon fish and he's getting frustrated at the fact that it's like bro eat <laughs> and like you're right there man you're right there and like as brandon said we threw everything i threw a rattle trap i threw a curly tail worm i i don't even know if people use curly tail worms to <laughs> get peacock bass Well,
3: yeah, Jacob. But it was just like it was. You had a follower on the rattle trap too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He came right in between us. Yep, I did. It was a a good. I mean, it was a good. Probably what five, six pound peacock. Yeah. Yeah. Followed that rattle trap right in between me and Rob. Yeah. And Rob's like, "Oh, you see it?" And I mean, as I look, I look over and I see it going down. And it was, I mean, it was a it was a good size peacock,
2: and I was fishing that rattle trap weird. It I was, I was fishing it like a jerk bait. Mm-hmm. So I'll throw it, let it sink, and I'll just like pop it, and then it'll sink down, pop it again, sink down, pop it again. And as I was popping it up towards the kayak, here it comes, looks at it, says no, just swims away. I was like, okay, yeah. this is how today's gonna go.
1: That, and that and that's that's you know coming back to expectation, right? And and you know maybe you're hearing this, you're hearing what we're saying, and you're thinking, oh, you should have thrown this. You're hearing what we were throwing after we had thrown the thing you think we should have thrown, because we had the right expectation of what they would eat, what kind of paddle tail, how to rig it, maybe it's fluke style, whatever it may be. Trust me, we were out there throwing that. These are the things we were trying to innovate with because they wouldn't eat it. They wouldn't eat it. And, and, and it and it. It was frustrating.
0: Absolutely, man, a hundred percent. And it. And anything about like just the weather, you know, it's like you know, again, you know, this is not something that we're, we're necessarily used to is, the, you know, these extreme changes in weather, like we're getting these freak flow through storms that like, just blow through and they're gone in five minutes. And it's like, I mean, they a, a lightning storm that just comes out of nowhere, dumping rain, five, six inches of rain, and it's gone in 10 minutes time. And it's like, as a fish, you know, I think about, man, like. I mean, they should be used to it, obviously, because this is a seasonal thing. Obviously, you know, we're smack dab in the middle of hurricane season. But, man, it's like, you know, as an angler, you know, we're coming from Texas. You know, we're not used to that. Like, right now, it's 110 degrees in Texas. There's fire advisories everywhere. Possum Kingdom is literally burning down mm-hmm. right now. And here we are in Florida, obviously sweltering hot. But it's also rainy and stormy, like, every day. I mean, I don't think there's been a single clear day since we've been here. No. And it's like, you know those conditions you know make fishing tough you know especially we're right in the middle of summer it's like you know what do we do you know in this situation it's like because this is not Texas you know this is a whole different ball game for us you know these lakes are full of grass a totally different type of grass than we're used to fishing and it's it's just crazy man to think about you know being here this time of year whenever you know all the intel that we've gotten has said do this we do that and and come home empty-handed every time.
1: Absolutely, I mean, the other thing too is you know so when we think about when we think about going down and fishing for those peacocks, I mean that 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 was a huge bucket list thing. I mean, honestly, we I mean gosh we all wanted to hold one up, we all wanted to get one in, we all wanted to fill that tug. You know what I mean? But at the same time, you know, defeated at that and, and that sin, that was one sin. That was one of the days in the past few days, you know, that we're fishing, you know, Jacob, thankfully, you know, uh, pulled me back. I didn't have my motor on. So he pulled me back. So I, I was just Cadillac and behind him. Right. You know, but I, but I was cruising back just thinking, like, how incredible, how Absolutely. incredible to get out with my friends and go into the middle of the Everglades. Terrified of alligators, by the way. (laughs) That we never saw. Exactly, expectation there. No alligators in the Everglades. In Florida, it was your singing. In In
0: Florida, in Florida.
1: Now there, now there is an alligator story, but it wasn't on that canal, which was literally in the middle of nowhere. But you know, getting pulled back. You know what I mean? Definitely heated and having to burn burn that off. You know, listen to some music, but just looking around and saying. Bro, I'm in the Everglades right now. I'm literally in Florida fishing with my friends, chasing a fish that I couldn't have found anywhere else. Absolutely, man. Like, that adventure, that sin, that day, all, even though it, it did not go as we expected, it ended up being incredible still. You know what I mean? Like, it made this trip what it's been. You know what I mean? It's And those lessons we learned there, you know what I mean? Store them up. We live, I mean? we live with that forever. You exactly. Know? We,
0: we will carry that around with us forever because it's, it's not always about the fish, you know, because – it, the reality of it is that anybody can go out and catch fish, you know, it, but you have to have a mindset to go out here and chase these adventures. You know, you ha- it's not something that, you know, a lot of people are actually willing to get out here and do because a lot of people don't understand that these adventures exist, you know, and that these opportunities surrounding those adventures. What how big of an impact that can make on your life by just getting out here and just doing it, you know, right. sure. It would have it been awesome. It would have been phenomenal to catch one of those fish, you know, you know, but sure we, we get, an, we get another chance to come back and try to do it again at some other point in time, you know, right. but you know, those moments we'll never get those back, you know, because those memories that we share will live with us forever. You know, right. that's not something that can be recreated, Right. you know, so it's like that part of it is something that I, I'm really, really thankful for, you know, being able to come down here and fish with you guys, you know, and, and enjoy something like that. Because like you said, we, we, in the middle of the Everglades of Florida, it's like I'm out here on a <laughs> kayak, you know, like in what's supposed to be dinosaur world. <laughs> There's supposed to be panthers and black bears and everything else running around down here. And we passed bear signs. We did black bears and signs. and panther crossing signs. Yeah, and yeah. there
3: was panther crossing signs too.
0: Yeah, and it's like I didn't even know that there were panthers in the freaking Everglades. Yeah, yeah, we
3: talked about it. Over I didn't know there were bears down here.
0: Yeah, that is news to me. You know, I'm uh, gators and snakes. We didn't even see a snake, didn't we bro? Didn't we have, see have not snake. seen a single snake. <laughs> it's funny you mention that. We have not seen a single snake. Yeah, I'm good with that. We don't have to. Jinx that. <laughs> I'm good with it too. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm good with it. Like, yeah. we have not seen a single snake since we've been in this state. We we've only seen two gators. Yeah, and Charlie one. saw Charlie saw, one. saw both of them. Uh, both yep, of those. Yep, yeah. yeah. So you know he's the only one that's really seen them. So technically, we could say he's not even really—he well, didn't even see a gator. <laughs> but it's like you know, you think about that. It's like you know, whenever you mention Everglades, you know, the first thing that comes to your mind is gators. You know, it's like anacondas, every, anacondas, giant freaking Burmese pythons. Mm-hmm. All of them. I mean, we do—we've all seen those videos. You know, we've seen that guy that lives down here that chases these giant snakes and iguanas every or, day. Yeah, every single day. Iguanas. Bro, maybe we're off. Maybe maybe, they, not didn't that, li- maybe they didn't maybe live there. You gotta, maybe we're, we're, we had to be a little bit. We had to, we had to be, so. be more south. Yeah, so yeah, if yeah, you maybe. start
2: getting to Miami, that's where you start seeing. Yeah, locations. maybe
0: that's what it was. Maybe we just weren't south enough, you know. But it's just like, I mean, of all things, a gator, you know. And it's like, you know, the, the two gators that we have seen as a whole are not some giant 12, 13, 14, 15-foot gators. They've been like some little five, six-footers. You know, it's like, you know, where are the gators at? You know, when you come to Florida, you know, the expectation is, oh, there's gators everywhere. Because that's all people talk about. Gators everywhere. You know, and then the Everglades of all places, gators everywhere. Right. The dude right here, right across the
2: street. I mean, the oh, lake, yeah, there's, there, a- there's a lake right across the street. And the guy comes out the first day. He's like, watch out for that 15-foot gator. Yeah. I don't believe you. Where's that? <laughs> Where's it at, bro? Where's that? He's like, oh, yeah, it stays under this dock. It goes over here.
0: We don't see
1: it. Yeah. And, th- and they could have been there, right? I mean, Jacob, your experience in Florida previously, you saw Gators then, right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. You saw a lot,
0: I think. And that was
3: further north, too. Right. That was, and, and, that was my mean, hair, Shane. I mean,
1: my. Now, granted, you know, even, 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 you know, you talked to Chad Hoover, even, we talked to him tonight don't be afraid of the gator. He's telling me a story of lifting a gators head up out of the water 10 years ago on video before there was social media. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's like, imagine that on TikTok yeah, today, man. you know, but, but the point being is that like, it even, it didn't even that we have to see the gators you expect to see the gator the expectations the, the, we expect to see these things. And so, you know, even just tying this back real, real quick to the bass fishing we've been doing, we expect to be catching bass. Now, Again, we've all caught a bass or a few bass. Not many bass. I've caught one. Right. Uh, Yeah, I mean, even your bass. Great bass. Rob's bass, great bass. I've caught two dinks. You know what I mean? Jacob's bass, pretty good. But I mean, we are. I mean, we barely got a limit between the four of us. Bro, we are are seriously (laughs)
0: sucking. Seriously sucking down. Yeah, it's
1: a. And so, you know, even there, right, we're, we're, our expectation is that something's wrong. But we've fished multiple lakes. We've talked to many locals. We're, t- we're talking to people who know Florida like the back of their hand. We're fishing the right places. We're fishing the right lures and techniques. just ain't happening. 100%. But, I mean, we're going to turn around and try to do it again tomorrow.
0: We're going to give it a run. Uh, we're going to give it a rip tomorrow and try, try something new, I guess you could say. Live bait. We might as well. I'm you down. Might as well. We might as well go get some minnows, man. Just go get some shiners.
1: <laughs> Who said that? Somebody's wife said that. Yeah. That's true. Uh, yeah. It's Quincy. <laughs> say,
0: I was just throwing chicken at them. Uh, chicken is around and catch a gator Now we like might that. catch a gator then. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely.
2: Won't be the first time.
0: I'm
3: okay with not running any dinosaurs. That are bigger than my kayak. They
0: don't bother me. I've, yeah. I've run into quite a few of those Listen, really big ones. I, I just want to get it on video. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. What, me walking on water? <laughs> 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 I mean, you know, we're right here in the heart of Winter Haven, Florida, you know, which is right on the chain of lakes. You know, we're literally surrounded by water. You know, there's so many different lakes around us, you know, so many different diverse fishing areas. And it's like, even that, you know, we've put in so much time on these bodies of water. You right. know, we've literally fished nine of these, these separate lakes out here. And it's like, we, it, I just don't understand like where these fish are at. You know? you know, we fished on a lake, you know, yesterday that, you know, was probably the most diverse of all of the lakes that we've fished since we've been here. You know, again, we come from Texas. You know, we're used to fishing things like, you know, certain types of grass, typically a lot of wood and timber. You know, that's, that's one of my favorite things to fish. And it's like, you know, we get to this lake and finally we got some diversity. You know, there's timber in here. You know, there's, you know, sparse pads and things like that. And, you know, the grass is not as gummed up in there where, you know, you can't really rip through it. And it's just like, Dude, where are these fish at? Yeah. You know, it's just it it's it's just really hard to fathom to me, man. Like, so it's like you know when we think about the aspect of professional fishermen, you know, and the aspect of them, the way that they fish, you know, when they're they've got a tournament that's happening, and they get you know x amount of days, you know, to put in all this work on a on a on a certain body of water. You know, Jacob Wheeler, you know, pulls up and he gets to fish you know, lake fork for, you know, 10 days before he actually goes out there and figures it out or St. Clair, or whatever it may be. And it's like, you think about us from that aspect. We don't have that kind of time, you know, to get out here like that, you know, we're here for a short period of time. So, you know, every minute, every second that we're out here on this lake, we are literally hard fishing, trying to dial in on a pattern, trying to figure something out. And it's like, you know, Jacob, you know, you fish a lot of the national trail stuff you know with you fishing Bassmaster and things like that you know you're traveling you know dragging your kayak all across the country to fish some of these bodies of water you know spending you know x amount of days on a body of water you know kind of what is going through your mind and you know what's what's kind of your process of dialing in on something whenever you kind of pull up to these places
3: you got to cut it in thirds no i'm kidding
0: uh
2: <laughs>
3: inside joke it's a. Uh, well, I mean, you got to look, just look at your look at your lake, look at your maps. I mean, depending on the time of the year, I mean, I'm real big on map study. I mean, look for your tapering points, look for your drop-offs, look for your funnel points. Look where fish are going to have ambush points, where they're going to want to hold to. I mean, all that good stuff. And then once you isolate whatever area or areas that you want to cover, go out there. My first day when I'm pre-fishing, I do nothing but graph. I go out there, scan, and look drop waypoints, this, that, and the other. And then the second day, I'll actually come back and I'll wet a line. And then when I'm wetting a line, I mean, I'm just really looking for that reaction, seeing if that's a lure that they want. But I've gone out and pre-fished for tournaments for three, four days at a time. Absolutely demolished them and pre-fish. Not that I'm trying to do it, but, I mean, sometimes they hit the lure so hard they set the hooks on themselves. And, yes, I know people say cut the barbs and this, that, and the other. But, you know, I'll be honest. I don't want to go changing 27, you know, different sets of trebles or whatever I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, whole point is you can have these great expectations of oh, I've gone and pre-fished and done this and done that. Sometimes I think the fish have the mind of their own. Like, tournament day rolls around, and they're sitting down there like, hey, man, here comes that, that guy again. Watch this. <laughs> you know, you'll throw it right at him again, and you'll throw it past that eight-pounder you caught in practice, and it's just going to go right by them. And they're like, no, I'm good this time. But – I think when you're tournament fishing, one of the main things is you have, you know, an A, B, and C. You, you you gotta have those backup plans. I mean, plan A doesn't go right. Okay, let's let's go mid let's go mid depth. You know, my favorite type of water to fish is eight to twelve foot. I mean, because I think you can you're gonna have good fish spending in that area. You might have to re weed through some dinks to get to the big ones. And then if times get real bad, I mean, go deep. You go deep yeah you're probably going to catch less fish hypothetically speaking but you're going to have the bigger bite down deep and that's been proven time and time again Mm -hmm. i mean your big girls you know they're going to hold that deeper water but you can set all the expectations that you want and all the criticism when it comes to fishing a certain body of water but putting in the time putting in the practice i mean like us coming to florida i mean yeah we had huge expectations but we're flying blind yeah. You can get all the juice and all the intel you want to do, but I mean, it, it's it's ninety seven degrees outside. That's the the lake across the street was ninety one degrees. Yeah, we might as well fill up a bathtub, put goldfish in it, and try out. You're probably gonna have better luck. Yeah. But exactly. Yeah. So
0: when you when when we think about expectations, you know, to kind of circle back to that is like you know there is this common misconception in this space, especially when you think about it from the social media side of the house, because you, you, there is a very large number of creators out here that, you know, make videos that are just these giant human highlight reels. Yeah. You know, they give this false perception of what fishing actually is, you know, because every video is just the same thing. Oh, hook set after hook set after hook set after hook set. Big fish, you know, oh my God, you know, all of this action-packed, you know pond fishing or whatever it may be and it's like that's not what fishing actually is you know the reality of it is is that fishing is actually really really hard yeah. you know there are a lot of tough days on the water we've had tons of tough days on the water where we just simply don't catch anything and that yeah recently most definitely recently recent. um which is a lot more often than not, you know, being, you know, just being down here. But it's like, you know, that expectation of going out here and that you're going to catch fish or you're going to catch a 10-pounder whenever you go out on the so-and-so, so-and-so lake, the reality of it is that that, that possibility is very, very low, you know. And it's like, you know, we, we think about pro anglers, you know. We think about people that have been fishing for decades, you know, When you, if you really, really think about it, there are people that are that are walking around on this planet right now that are in their seventies, sixties, eighties, whatever it may be, that have never caught a fish, uh, never caught a largemouth bass, which is by far the most predominantly chased species in the entire world. They've never caught a bass over five pounds. That's crazy to think about. Yeah, it's insane. That is, yeah. I mean, and then you think about. A person like Randy Howell, you know, this year in the MLF, broke his personal best. He caught two of the biggest bass of his life that he's ever caught in his entire life on the same day, a couple of hours apart, on the same body of water. He caught a 10-pound bass, lost his absolute mind when he caught this fish, and then not even two hours later, he stuck a 12.8. Pound bass, literally the largest bass in MLF history. Like, think about that. Randy Howell has been a professional bass angler, a pro, for probably a decade and a half. You know, I mean, a, a pro, well, a, what is it? A decade is ten years. A century and a half. Santa is twenty. Is that's a that, hundred. That's a hundred. What's, say what's 20? So, two decades and a half. A decade. <laughs> Why don't we just say 25 years? 25 years. <laughs> there we go. Plus. Whatever. You know what I meant. We're smart. Hey, man. We're we smart. ain't trying to math it up. <laughs> I know. We ain't trying to math it up in here. But We anyway, fish. We don't do we math. We fish. We don't do <laughs> math. But, yeah, I mean, imagine that. You know, Randy Howe's a professional fisherman that's been out here fishing all of this time, and he had never caught a 10-pound bass. And there's a lot of pros that are out here. There's a lot of anglers out here that have never caught a fish that big. Yep. that just overheat? We're in an air-conditioned room. Did it overheat? It literally just overheated. Fascinating. I don't understand it. GoPro's got problems, man. So GoPro has a... Let's talk about this. (laughs) GoPro. My GoPro is really, really garbage. I got a Hero 9. I don't know why, for whatever reason, over the last couple weeks or so, that camera has just randomly been overheating. And I don't know why. Be out, be out on the water. Like, we're in an air conditioned room right now. There's no reason that that camera should be turning off. It makes no sense at no all. No sense at all. None. And as a content creator, that makes this tough because I need that to work. Right. You know, I don't want to go buy another GoPro. That thing's
1: $400. Yeah, man. The <laughs> that overheating just now makes you just want to throw it in the garbage.
0: Throw it in the trash, man. But you
1: know what the problem is? What are you going
3: to replace it with? another gopro another
1: gopro, <laughs> another, GoPro. <laughs> another
3: gopro another GoPro. how hot is it
0: i have no idea it's probably scalding hot right now and
3: i don't know why that's what so that same beeping we were hearing on the water the other day that was coming from my camera on my boom it's overheating
1: it's overheating
3: and i don't understand it i mean it blows my mind i think it's the batteries
2: something's something's wrong with the batteries that makes them overheat that works to like it works harder so like even with the big cameras if i use like a off-brand battery it overheats my camera faster than the actual sony battery
1: right yeah
2: something in the battery yeah. that's what i think yeah. it's
0: yeah. something man but i know that 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 really bothers me that that camera keeps overheating especially with us being in this room that is not hot by the way there's no reason that that camera should be overheating but um back to what we were talking about. Um, you know, just thinking about that, it's like, you know, again, that, that's another kind of a, a, one of those expectations that Florida is a big bass Mecca, you know, big bass capital of the, of the world, you know, just like Texas. It's so, like, you know, we expected to come down here and not only catch fish, but catch big fish, you know, fish, you know, three, four, five, six, seven pounders, you know, and, and that's not, it doesn't happen, you know? And I think that that, that happens for a lot of people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's far more common. I, I think the whole reason to even talk about expectations of fishing in this is just to really try to help people. You know, if you're fishing, if you're fishing ponds, great. Fishing is good. Absolutely. Fishing is good. I don't care where you're fishing. You can fish a puddle in your backyard. If there's fish in it. <laughs> catch them. You know what I mean? Fishing is good. But we we're trying to really kind of, I don't know. A peek behind the curtain. Give a peek behind the curtain about realities of expectations of fishing. Yeah, man. Because, I mean, even today, you know, talking to someone who's in the industry, there, there's, a, there's a loss of people in the fishing, fishing world because they don't get the, the reality that they're – really, the, they don't meet the expectations that they're seeing online. Why aren't I catching six pounders all the time? Why aren't I catching 20 fish every time I go out? Like, what's it gonna take for me to be as good as so-and-so and 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 so-and-so, right? And it's like, wow, Well, actually, we're we're all out here struggling. We're all out here having bad days and good days. You know what I mean?
3: That's why I think it's so important for, you know, content creator like yourself, I mean, with a good following and a large impact on people, And I I give another guy, uh, Greg Blanchard. Yeah. Guys like y'all that show the good days and the bad days. You show no matter what. I think that's a huge reality check for people because, I mean, I've been with you when you've slayed fish and and had monstrous days. I've been with you when you've, you know, skunked and not had good days. And the fact that you still show that, even Mm -hmm. though it's not, necessarily what you want to show but you're giving people the reality like this is what it's like you know greg blanchard does the same thing you know another phenomenal content creator he shows you a day on the water whether it's good or whether it's bad and i think that gives people the reality that they need because if you it's just like we were talking to that gentleman at at the real tree event tonight you know if you take somebody to a private water fishing lake and they go and slay five ten pounders in one day they're spoiled. Then they go to a lake like. Lavon. Lavon. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Or Lake Conroe, which I mean, <laughs> Conroe's a great fishery too, if you know the spots. Yeah. I mean, Right. But it's, it, and they go to a lake like that, they're just crushed. And they're, you know, like they said, demoralized them. They just, they don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. And it's They don't understand that, yeah, we go out as, you know, quote unquote pro anglers and catch a lot of fish, but people don't understand the amount of work map study and all this other stuff that all we that do time on the water the, the amount of time on the water the amount of time of or re, re-rigging rods and doing all that other good stuff you know bait studies and seeing what's going to work it's not just throwing a wet line getting a line wet in the water but right. there's a lot of stuff that goes into it
0: right yeah man and it's like you know prime example i blow a reel up every time we get on the water like every time i go fishing i blow a reel up it happens every single time and it's like you know, we we we're here for ICAST. You know, you know the largest fishing show in the world. You know, when you think about it's a that, fishing show. Yeah, oh, it's shoot. a fishing expo. Really? Yeah. So you know, it's like you, th- <laughs> <laughs> you think about that. You know, we pull up to ICAST. You know, obviously I'm very fluent with a baitcaster. You know, it's something that we use day in and day out. But for some strange reason, I cannot stop blowing these reels up. <laughs> We go over uh, to the Kistler booth, you know, and they got this new um, grasshopper rod that's coming out. Uh, it's made for, you know, young anglers, you know, yeah. to get into the sport. Why were you throwing a children's rod? Because why not? We're
3: testing it out. We got kids. it out, man.
0: We got kids.
3: I know you got kids. But, I mean, that's like giving Wreck-It Ralph <laughs> a rod. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, you know, Levis Casty is over at the – the Kistler booth and he's like, Hey, check out this new stick. We got coming out this reel and everything like that. And I was like, awesome. So we grab it, you know, Charlie grabs when he goes down there, he starts ripping it around in the test pond and Levis brings me one. And I was like, you know, I'm a lefty. So, you know, he comes over this right-handed rod. I was like, "No, man, I need a left-handed rod. He's like, Oh, you're a lefty. And he runs back over there. He grabs me a left-handed stick and reel. And he brings it back to me. And no kidding. I, I make one cast with this rod, one cast. And I blew that reel to smithereens. Like I'm talking just the biggest bird's nest. And it blows my mind. But it's like, you know, I'm human, you know, I'm you know, sure, you know, I'm I'm this I guess what people would consider I don't even know what I would be to people, you know. I know that I'm a standout figure in this space, but you know, I'm a regular person at the end of the day as well. I make mistakes on the water. Tons of them. You know, oh. I got a hook in my leg. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> um, you know, I, I blow reels up all day long, every day, two, three times a day, you know, out on the water. More. And, you know, I trip and fall and I scrape my, my hands up and cut my hand. Man, I scraped my hand up really bad just the other day. And it's that's like on a trailer wouldn't it? on the trailer, you know, just small stuff. You know, we make mistakes, you know, the, the, like and that's the thing. There's nothing wrong with making those mistakes out here because you're going to make a ton of mistakes on the water. You know, it's not always going to be great. You're not always going to have a good day. You know, we have tons of bad days, a lot more bad days than we do good. But those bad days make those good days that much better because you worked through all of those trials and tribulations and struggles to get to that one great fish. You know, when you go out there and you've grinded it out for two, three months and you've caught all these small fish or you haven't caught any fish, and then one day you finally get the pieces put together in your head and everything falls in line and you stick that one fish. Yeah. you know what that feels like we all know what that feels like to be out here on the water like that and to finally get into that one fish that we've been looking for all day long it makes all the difference it's like we could be out there all day long It's just like we're gonna go out tomorrow you know we've been here for five days fishing you know and if tomorrow at 10 o'clock in the morning you know after before we right before we get off the water one of us just gets into that right fish. It's like that's what's going to bring all of this full circle for us. Yeah. You know, and that's what happens to everybody when they get out here in the water. It's like don't go out here and give up on it because, you you know, you had a phenomenal day one day and then you had a streak of ten terrible days. Keep grinding. You Keep know? grinding. Keep grinding. Keep putting that time in on the water because it's going to come back around again. You know, yeah. You're going to go out there and you're going to have a five-fish day, a ten-fish day, a 25-fish day. Right. You know, or you might just have that day that you get that one fish, exactly you right. know. and that and that's what it's all about. you know that's what fishing is really about. It's about putting that work in, you know it's 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 about going out here and actually enjoying the fishing. you know, it's not always about making a video or trying to be the next KVD or something like that. Just go out here and enjoy the sport for what it is and why you enjoy it, you know. And and that's something that you know I love about this space and being able to do what we do is actually, you know, being able to convey that message to people because I think a lot of people get so lost in so much that happens in this space because you got things like social media, you know, you got your guys that are that are your favorite creators Mm -hmm. that do things a certain way, and you get people that aren't doing things the best way, you know, and it does give people this false impression of what fishing actually is exactly so yeah
3: i'll agree with brandon i mean having some of the worst times on the water i'll never forget when i caught my pb that was probably the worst fishing day i had had been having of my life like anything that could have gone wrong went wrong okay i mean first i dropped my trailer in the water on sam rayburn put it in the water I don't know what I was thinking, but I pulled off. Didn't secure my (laughs) kayak. Come back down the boat ramp. I'm like, oh, that's way out there now. (laughs) So, had to get wet. Went and got it. It was cold. I mean, not cold, but, I mean, it wasn't, you know. It wasn't wasn't nice nice to jump in the water. Get out. Start fishing. I hooked into a few fish. Nothing spectacular. And one of my favorite reels started messing up on my favorite combo. I'm like, man. It was my Texas rig combo, so I'm yeah. like, I'm like having a meltdown, yeah. and I'm trying to figure out what's going on. So then, I keep fishing. I start throwing a different setup, caught a few fish on that. Then I get stuck on a stump. When I say stuck on a stump, I'm talking like I thought it was going to tugboat to come get me off this stump. <laughs> I am standing up, and my Hobie rocking it back and forth, and that sucker's just sitting still. Oh man,
0: we've been like, there.
3: So I literally had to go up by the front rod holders and like kind of rock it back and forth to get to finally slide off. Yeah. So, it finally slides off, and I'm like, all right. Today can't get any worse. It can only go up from here. So, I start drifting over, and I see some some flooded timber and stuff. I'm like, man, you know what? I'm going to fish over here, try to get some more spots for this tournament coming up, and I'm going to go for it. And then I'm done. So, cast over, Nothing. I cast over again, and I and I kind of pulled up, and I felt some tension. And I'm like, I'm hung. That's how I'm gonna end my day. I'm hung. <laughs> then I look up again, and I see my line swimming, and I'm like, that's a fish. Mm-hmm. And man, I set that. I mean, I swung on that thing like Babe Ruth, mm-hmm. and the fight was on. I mean, and it and then when it came up, I saw that mouth open up. And I was like, don't you dare. <laughs> I mean. And I'm trying to keep tension, and I'm reeling as fast as I can. And then she starts swimming right at me. I mean, I'm, I'm like, reeling and got my rod over, trying to keep her down in the water. Got her in the boat. I mean, it was over 11 pounds. I think it was, like, 11 13 to be exact. Mm-hmm. And my heart – I mean, it, I look like the coyote or whatever the uh, cartoon characters. My heart's, like, beating out to you. <laughs> I'm over there screaming and hooping and hollering. And I'm like, man, I'm going to crush this tournament. Skunked <laughs> straight up skunk. I mean, I'm showing people pictures of this fish, and they're like, Man, that's <coughs> awesome! Go catch it during tournament day. <coughs> I sat over there for six hours. You're right, nope. you sit on that spot. Hey, you daggum <coughs> yeah, right, I did. <laughs> Ain't nobody catching my fish, <laughs> but that's when Sam Rayburn was high, and mm-hmm. he was like 10 12 foot high, or mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, it was a completely different fishery. And you know, I think it was Levis's wife actually Levis fished the Hobie event out there and his wife is actually the one told him like why are you fishing the bank line go fish the original sh- uh, shoreline and Levis did man I, Levis like crushed it in that Hobie did. tournament it did really really well yeah. but and sometimes you know we're talking about confidence and all other stuff you know my wife she's my rock and sometimes when times are getting tough and I'll talk to her on the water that little boost of confidence that's almost better than catching a fish.
1: That's true. Heard that. That's true. I yeah. talk to my wife on the when I'm on the water. I'll catch a fish usually. We <laughs> we give me a call real quick.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I might have to call my wife on the water tomorrow. Mm-hmm. See if she bring me some good. Luck. We, we should all, We should just call our wives call all at the same call, time. Call, <laughs> call <laughs> the ladies
3: a, a FaceTime like five way yeah.
1: <laughs> of wives. <laughs> we yeah. Need yeah. Some, we need like, some good vibes out here. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: But, um, you know, so, you know, we're here for ICAST, you know, and it's like, you know, this is something that we've talked about wanting to do for a really, really long time. You know, when you think about ICAST and what that actually is, you know, the largest fishing um, show in the world, it's like there's so much that's happening here, you know, over these three days. And it's it's been an experience of a lifetime, man. When you really, really think about it, you know, to be able to come out here and to talk to some of these people that belong to a lot of these big brands and, you know, network with people in this space and to hear a lot of the same stories and the same struggles that we're having down here come from the mouths of some of these people. It's really wild to think about. So it's like, it it puts it into perspective for us, you know, that it's not something that we're doing wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just that, Again, we had high expectations coming down here, and we're basically being humbled. (laughs) Right. No, it's
1: true. It's true. Yeah. We really are being humbled.
2: I mean, everybody here has caught fish over five pounds. I'm the only one that hasn't, and I'm in a place where I can make that happen. Like, I'm in Florida, and so my expectation, this is my personal expectation, is to break my PB. Right. But it's just like, we've been we've been very humbled <laughs> very very humbled and it's not a bad thing you know no, it's not a bad
0: not. thing you know people again you know we we take this experience on the chin you know we learn from this and we go forward from here and you know that's all we can do you know because as anglers you know this is what these are the moments that make us better these right. are the moments that define us as anglers and this is what brings us back that much stronger the next time we do this so, you know, I, I'm I'm actually okay with, you know, what has happened thus far on this trip. You know, sure I was in a serious funk, you know, the last few days because it's just like, Man, what are we gonna do? Is because, you know, it's like again, you know, we think about the aspect of we're content creators, you know, we're here to create content. But at the same time, you know, just being able to remember that it's not always about the fish at the end of the day, it's about the experience. And and this is a a once in a lifetime type of experience to come down here and be able to fish with my best friends and have, uh, you know, this type of thing happen, you know. To be here together and to all be on this struggle bus, you know, yeah. it's not just me that's yeah. out here sucking. It's all of us yeah. sucking. <laughs> we're
1: sure. We're sure to clarify that anybody we talk to, it's not just we can't catch. There's four we're of us. all we can't of us can't are not
0: catching any fish. So you know, I mean, it's like you know, this isn't This is a killer adventure, man. right? You know, this is this is one you know, that we'll carry with us for our entire lives. It's like, man, you remember when you know, we're 50, 60 years old sitting around? I like, man, you remember when we went down to Florida to catch some peacock bass mm-hmm. and we got down there and got the, our butts kicked all week? <laughs> it's like, you know, that's something, man. It's like, you know, we were in the mecca of all of, you know, the third mecca of Big Bass. And it's like, bro, we're here, you know? And it's like, we, we can't do nothing but either make it happen or we don't. But the adventure was
1: still killer. Absolutely. Absolutely, We're gonna, gonna, basically, you know, go to bed tonight, set an early alarm clock, rig up the axe again tomorrow, slot them into the water, and have the same expectation: catch a PB, put good bass in the boat, get a good video out of it, close this thing up. And we just gotta go out there expecting that to happen, but also having reality check us. You know what I mean? That it might not happen. It might not happen. And if it doesn't happen, doesn't mean that you know there's that you're a terrible angler. Just means you didn't put the lure in front of the fish. And yeah. The fish if you did, the fish didn't want to eat it.
3: Yep. <laughs> I think they're on vacation.
1: They are? Huh? Hey, it's Florida. It's summertime.
3: They're chilling somewhere else. Uh, no, nah, they're they're out there. Yeah. yeah. They're,
1: they're, we we got theories, but there's no need to jump into it in the podcast. We, For sure. But,
0: but the but the adventure was there. You know, we had we came down here and and we made a memory, you know, right. a, a core memory. Right. You know, and that and that's really what that's what fishing is all about, you know. That's why everything that we talk about, you know, it's always for the love of fishing, you for know, the love growing of fishing. sport. And it's like, you know, my love for this sport has not changed one bit based off of coming to Florida. My love for Florida has changed, but my love of fishing has not changed. Yeah, man. Well, gang, that's a wrap for this episode. So if you enjoyed it, please consider subscribing. And don't forget to turn on that notifications bell so you don't miss out on any future episodes. You can also follow us along at That Bass Fishing Dude on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. See you on the next one.